0: Good morning, y'all. This is Dana from DAS Financial Aid Consulting Services. I'd like to welcome you in to another episode of Let's Talk Financial Aid for College. Today, I wanted to go over the latest updates from the U.S. Department of Education regarding the Federal Student Loan Repayment Plan uh, that has been touted in the media uh, this week. And so I figured uh, since we are in the process of these uh, student loans going into repayment on October 1st, it would be good to, or beneficial to help y'all navigate through what is going on. So first and foremost, uh, if you have student loans that uh, have been, not accruing interest during the COVID uh, national emergency that ended on May 11th of 2023, the loan started accruing uh, interest as of the 1st of September. So one week ago on Friday, September 1st, the interest started accruing on those loans again. You're um, required to go into repayment status that will be starting on October 1st. Um, So you need to contact uh, your loan servicer to begin the repayment process. If you haven't heard back from your loan servicer or haven't heard from your loan servicer, again, it is your obligation to contact them. You need to set up payment. so, with regards to how that all comes to be, if you haven't heard from your loan servicer, um, what you're going to want to do is, is go to their website. The, the, the federal student loan website is studentaid.gov. And on the home page, they have um, an announcement indicating because of the legislation passed by Congress, the student loan repayment pause is ending. Interest resumes on September 1st and payments are due in October. Borrowers can lower their payments even to zero by enrolling in the new SAVE plan. Learn how the administration is supporting borrowers. Okay, First and foremost, this statement is misleading. And the reason why it's misleading is because this plan that has been proposed by the administration has not been approved by Congress. In fact, there's legislation that has already been filed by the Committee on Education and the Workforce. There was a press release that I received on September 5th. And uh, what it stated is, is that McLean Fox introduced CRA resolution to stop Biden's latest free college scheme, Washington. Today, Representative Lisa McLean, Republican from Michigan and House Education and the Workforce Committee Chairwoman Virginia Fox, Republican from North Carolina, introduced a Congressional Review Act CRA resolution to overturn President Biden's reckless income driven re- excuse me, income driven repayment, also known as IDR rule, known as savings on a valuable education or the save plan. Experts estimate that the save plan scheme could leave taxpayers on the hook for as much as $559 billion, making it the costliest regulation in US history. On the introduction of the CRA resolution, Fox and McLean made the following statement. The only difference between President Biden and a snake oil salesman is a title. Biden's administration knows what, is do, what it's doing is illegal but is pushing forward anyway, promoting its SAVE scheme as a solution to America's broken student loan system. In reality, the SAVE scheme is a desperate effort to curry favor and buy votes ahead of the next election. This scheme will leave mountains of debt at the feet of taxpayers while absolving millions of borrowers of their loans. What's worse is that future borrowers will take on loans expecting forgiveness, which in turn encourages schools to raise tuition rates. We need to tackle the challenge of the federal student loan system head on, not with gimmicks and false promises. Republicans have real solutions such as the federal assistance to initiate repayment, Fair Act. This bill ends the Biden administration's student loan scam, simplifies the repayment process, and ensures a smooth transition back to repayment. It also outlines Biden's Save Scheme. Again, it's estimated to cost as much as 559 billion, making it again the most cost, most expensive regulation in history, and more than doubling the cost of the current. Income Driven Repayment Program or IDR. It exacerbates the problems of the rising college costs and excessive borrowing. Subsidizes some graduate students loans more than what low income houses receive in federal housing assistance or Medicare benefits. Guarantees that up to 80% of undergraduate student loan borrowers will never repay their loans fully. And there's a link for the bill text and also for the committee's fact sheet. Um, I'm not gonna read all that to y'all because obviously it's a dry read. Um, but if anybody is interested um, in the information, you can um, and uh, be able to also have access to it. And, Uh, there's an RSS feed as well. Um, Now this came from the the press office. Um, Again, it was a press release from the Committee on Education and the Workforce um, down in Washington. So having said that, if you decide to go forward, because I'm not gonna tell you not to sign up for it because it's out there and, but I will tell you that if you do sign up for it, Do not get your hopes up that this is gonna go through. Uh, Because as we know, based on the Supreme Court ruling on June 30th, uh, regarding the um, student debt loan forgiveness plan that that the Biden administration came out with last year at this time, um, it is clear that Congress needs to approve any, type of plan or restructuring plan uh, to obtain back money that was loaned out from US taxpayers. So if you are not familiar with the process, student loans are funded by US taxpayer dollars. That's why Congress is involved. and guess that's why the president thinks that he has all this power to be able to just with the stroke of a pen decide what's gonna happen which is not the way our Constitution is set up and so that's why the US Supreme Court ruled the way they did the other um, fact of the matter is is that anyone that is residing in the United States legally You have to be a US citizen or an eligible non-citizen in order to receive federal student aid. And if you are working in the United States, you are a taxpayer. So for anyone to uh, be a loan holder and also a taxpayer and be all for student loan debt cancellation, I can tell you right now, uh, you need to just take a step back and educate yourself because if you don't want to pay yourself back, it, it sounds kind of crazy. But the the way you have to look at this whole situation is is that how would you run your house? You know, your home budget. Are you going to spend more money that you're then you're bringing in? I don't think so because you know you can't make ends meet. You're not going to be able to spend the money because you can't. you you just spending more money than what you have just creates debt Um, and as we all know debt doesn't get released Um, you know if you claim bankruptcy yeah there are certain um, debt forms that would be uh, restructured or uh, discharged in a bankruptcy but having said that you can't discharge federal student loans because it's federally funded money So these loans follow you for the rest of your life. And uh, no, it's not not right. Um, But the schools that are charging these exorbitant tuition rates are getting away with it because they're receiving endowment money from the federal government. And it all has to do with politics. Um, So I just wanted to uh, put that out there that you need to... Just take in consideration uh, before you get on the bandwagon about canceling student loan debt, just think about what it would do to our economy here in the United States. That is the main reason why the Constitution is written the way it is. So that, it, you know, there isn't one person in the government or president vice president or whoever that can with the stroke of the pen just go ahead and you know write off huge amounts of uh, debt it just doesn't work that way and uh, case in point um, when we're talking about um, spending money you have to remember that if you print more money if the government prints more money it devalues our dollar And right now the American currency is already in trouble because of what's going on on the world stage with China trying to, and Russia and a few of our other adversary countries that are trying to eliminate the dollar and have the Chinese uh, yen be the the universal form um, and replace the dollar. So you have to have a little bit of a background with regards to how the whole system works financially uh, in order for you to make a knowledgeable decision on how you spend your money. Now, for those of you that went to school and uh, got the education and maybe the income uh, that you thought you were gonna have by the time you got your degree, uh, isn't exactly what you had anticipated, unfortunately, that, that those are the breaks. There is no guarantee in life that you're going to make the amount of money uh, that you had anticipated. So if you had something in mind when you signed up to go to school, uh, as far as a career goes, and that career path ended up taking um, maybe a few turns, and you may not even be technically using your degree right now. I mean, everybody uses your education and your skills that you've obtained through your life. But you know, you may not be working in the field that you actually got your degree in. And I can tell you that I'm a I'm a prime example of that. Um, a few, quite a few years back, I, I received or. Uh, uh, went to school, I went to a business school and got a paralegal degree. And I did work for law firms for a couple of years. Uh, But when I went to school, I was working in finance. I was working at a bank and I was um, in the loan department and I decided I wanted to go into compliance, financial compliance. And my whole idea was is to go into the compliance department at the bank I worked for. The only problem was is that the bank closed due to an economic downturn, and uh, because of that, I ended up graduating and I had this degree. So I decided to go work for um, a couple of attorneys, and then my life led me to working in financial aid. And even though I, I'm not working for attorneys currently, I still am able to use. knowledge that I gained with my paralegal degree to do the research and read the bills and and the legislation that's coming down and regulations from the government so that I can help you all understand how this all ties in uh, with your federal student aid so um, again the save plan is out there for you to be able to sign up for if that's what you want to do um, just go to again, studentaid.gov and on the home page there's loan repayment and you can go ahead and click on that. And then there is a section that says, learn about repaying loans. And then there is a repayment, uh, the repayment plan is right at the top. Um, again, when you read about this, uh, repayment plan, uh, the save plan, uh, and you go to complete the uh information i will tell you or you utilize the loan simulator i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now that it has a um some information that isn't exactly accurate because again it hasn't been approved and what what they've touted is is that it's the save plan is formally the repay plan well all what they're trying to do is just rename a plan that was in place prior to COVID. And then that repayment plan has been halted now for three years. Um, and I can tell you that the other part of this is, is with regards to getting the repayment plan set up again, I'm just putting it out there that there are a number of job openings that haven't been filled, so they don't have the staff as well as to service these uh, repayment plans that they're putting out. So in a way, you can also look at it as like the representatives in Congress that just put out the, you know, the rebuttal to the, or um, put out the, uh, CRA resolution, that's what I was looking for, um, who just came up with the CRA resolution. This plan, again, hasn't been implemented. It's due to start October 1st, but as you'll note, there are uh, wording on the header of the studentloan.gov website or studentaid.gov website that states that it's supposed to begin in October, it didn't say October first. It just says in October. So even they, they just they're winging it. it. For lack of better terminology, is, is what is happening, which has been the way this government has or administration has been trying to run this country since they took office. It's just winging it. It's like a wing and a prayer, or flying by the seat of your pants type of type of uh, scenario we have here so in addition to the information that i'm providing you um with the save plan and now the cra resolution as you can imagine there's going to be some debates um occurring with congress uh in the next few weeks few months and we've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the united states uh not only with the student loans but we also have the situation with immigration and so forth. So with with all of that being said, I recommend again that you take the initiative to start contacting who you need to contact as far as your loan servicer goes. Um, The other information I also wanna put up, share with you, I should say, is I have seen quite a few stories that have been posted and I'm putting it mildly when I call them stories. Some of the times I'm reading these headlines to these student loan uh, stories and that are being posted on MSN and CNN and all the the other social media websites or media websites. And I, I just have to say that be careful what you're reading J- just take it with a grain of salt because the majority of what's going on is clickbait and i get caught up reacting to it too i put comments out there to try to dispel some of the um uninformed and um twisted information that's being provided in these stories because i actually work in the industry so these these pieces are just being written with a few facts but the facts are opinions and it's based on multiple opinions of other people's to combine this story it has it, 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 the only thing it may have to do with student loans is, is that they've mentioned a couple of other stories that have been written about students that are talking about their student loan situation now Back in 2007, under President George W. Bush, it was called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness. And this was put in place as a way to entice students and, and people that were going back to school um, to get certificates and degrees working in public service namely you know police officers uh first responders nurses um and teachers and so this plan was put in place so the individuals that signed up under this plan it was again established in 2007 and It was created under the College Cost Reduction and Access Act of 2007, known as the CCRAA. It was to provide indebted professionals a way out of their federal student loan debt burden by working full-time in public service. That's what it was all about. And so now the time has come that those folks that were working in or are working in public service and have been paying during that time frame that they were required to pay those are the ones that are getting their loans forgiven because a portion of their loans forgiven because that's what they signed up for this had nothing to do with Biden and Harris getting together and saying, "Okay, I'm going to cancel 39 billion dollars in student ro- loan relief," um, as you know, a result of fixes to income-driven, uh, the IDR plan implemented by the Biden-Harris since April of 2022. That that's no, that's not happening. And again, that's just clickbait. And it's also false advertising, and I'm telling you that I'm reading this right off of the Department of Ed's or ed.gov website, which is a press release. And all this is is just touting misinformation, um, again, as a scheme to obtain votes from students. You know, it, it, it's just, it's wrong what's going on. So, I'm just being honest with you, Um, I'm in this industry, been in this industry for 17 years now. I've seen a lot, Um, but I will say that under this administration, this takes the cake. So if you have any questions, I am available to answer questions uh, for those of you that are, are looking for some direction with regards to signing up for the repayment. if you go to the, the website that I've directed you to, and you're just not getting the help that you need, um, feel free to email me at danderson at dasfinancialaidconsultingservices.com and I'll be happy to help you out uh, to the best of my ability. The other thing I would uh, recommend is, uh, for those of you that are listening right now, uh, if you are getting ready to complete the 2425 FAFSA. I'm giving you a heads up, it's not being released in October. Uh, it's actually supposed to be released in December. And the reason for the delay is because of the FAFSA Simplification Act that was signed into legislation uh, back in 2020, uh, which has the, it goes the FAFSA Simplification Act goes into effect with the 2024-2025 award year. So the FAFSA for 2024-2025 has been rewritten. This whole entire system is being reprogrammed and uh, the way we've calculated aid for the past, I can't tell you how many years, uh, it's been way before I became part of uh, the financial aid, world uh, and walked into the industry and again I've been here for 17 years Uh, but I do remember filling out my FAFSA when I went to school which was almost 28 years ago (laughs) really dating myself Um, but I do recall filling out the FAFSA and the form has been the same for quite a number of years so so, um, this whole entire change uh, is occurring in they picked December uh, to release it. And I just want to advise you that um, it's going to be a bumpy ride uh, because of all the drastic changes. So I know that um, I have just launched uh, this week a subscription on Apple Podcasts where I'll be uploading um, step-by-step instructions on how to complete the 2024-2025 FAFSA. Um, This is going to encompass how if the 2024-2025 FAFSA is completed and there's errors, how we have to correct the errors, which before we used to be able to go in and assist the student um, with the corrections, now we don't have access to be able to do that and the student may not be able to access and make corrections either uh, because of all the up-leveled, uh, security that is happening right now with this whole process. So, um, just be, if you, if you don't listen right now on iTunes or the Apple podcast, uh, please access that there and then you'll be able to access those, um, episodes that are just for the subscribers, um and uh, the subscription here in the United States right now is $5.99 a month. Uh, there's an annual subscription that you can sign up for for $49.99 a month, uh, year. That would be the annual charge, and I'm just gonna hold it at that price right now uh, for those of you in the United States because I figure the information's valuable, um, and I just um, am looking to uh, be able just to you know, pay what I need to do in fees to provide the information to you, uh, through the pod bean where, um, I host the actual podcast through, um, they do charge a fee. Uh, so that just helps me a little bit to continue this information for you. And having said that, I will, uh, close out this Episode for today. I greatly appreciate y'all uh, taking the time to listen and for your support. And as always, uh, just don't be afraid of asking questions. And, and if you have been assigned a financial aid advisor, um, utilize them. And if they don't know the information that you're looking for, or you're not getting your questions answered. Again, I'm here and I'm available for you. And I'd like to say hello to Abhi. Thank you uh, for joining me today. Um, It's so nice when I have uh, folks actually coming into the live studio with me. So I will talk to you soon. Take care and have a great weekend.